0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, June 22nd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, has gone from leaked rumor to real official game. Min Min, the ramen-inspired character from ARMS, is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And Super Smash Bros. creator, Masahiro Sakurai, has two TVs in his living room. And Nintendo is backing away from making mobile games. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, is official. Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest event revealed the previously leaked new Crash game this morning. And it turns out the leaks were accurate. It's a new Crash Bandicoot game. It's called Crash 4, It's About Time. And it's being developed by Toys for Bob the studio that created the recent Spyro the Dragon remasters. The trailer shows what looks like familiar Crash gameplay with a somewhat new art style. He looks a little different from the version we saw in the recent remasters, but the gameplay looks like classic Crash, complete with running-toward-the-screen chase sequences. Along with the general idea of time travel, it also looks like Crash will be able to manipulate time in relation to the platforming, do things like pause time on falling rocks so he can platform across them. The footage for the game also showed Crash running along walls, Prince of Persia style, which I'm a big fan of. That got me really excited. It looks like Crash's sister is also playable, Coco, as well as Neo Cortex, and I think I saw a few returning Crash bosses from the classic games. The trailer ended with a joke about how few times Crash has managed to defeat Neo Cortex, and it also kind of, wipes away the non-numbered Crash games out of existence in a strange way. And then the trailer truly ended with the reveal that the game is coming October 2nd. After the trailer reveal, Keeley spoke with Toys for Bob developer Paul Yan, and he talked a little about the story and how the player must reunite the Quantum Masks. He also talked about their focus on bringing back classic Crash gameplay, and talked about the playable characters. Crash and his sister Coco play similarly, but Neocortex is more methodical and uses a ray gun to create platforms. The four quantum masks that you're reuniting apparently give Crash different abilities, and each have their own personality. The time mask lets you slow down time and get past a nitro crates for the first time. They also showed the gravity mask, which will let him manipulate gravity, run along the ceilings, and stuff like that. My initial reaction is definitely a positive one. I'm not even all that nostalgic for the Crash Bandicoot series. I came to the PlayStation late. But I like what was shown, and I like that it looks like a classic Crash game, but with modern visuals and hopefully modern controls. The original Crash games have always felt a little stiff, so I hope Toys for Bob is able to make Crash feel a little better. Min Min, from ARMS, is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on June 29th. Nintendo fully unveiled the first new fighter for its Fighters Pass Volume 2. We've known it was going to be an ARMS character for some time, but now we know it's going to be Min Min. Min Min is the ramen-themed character from the game, her conceit being that her ARMS are ramen noodles. The 35-minute presentation began with game director and perpetually tired series creator Masahiro Sakurai explaining that he is presenting the new fighter from his home because of COVID-19, which was potentially the first time a Nintendo developer had ever done that. He thanked Nintendo and showed the recording equipment they sent over, and showed off his living room a little bit. He had two TVs set up because he said he likes to watch TV sometimes while playing video games, or he likes to play competitively with friends on two TVs. His TV cabinet was also full of consoles, new and old, which was fun. He had both an Xbox One X and a PlayStation 4 Pro, which was nice to see. He started by explaining what ARMS is. It's a boxing game where characters have long, stretchy arms that released early in the Switch's life cycle. Sakurai apparently asked the producer of ARMS if the ARMS fighters are mutants or cyborgs, and he said, They said they're individuals who have the ARMS ability, which, you know, thankfully clears up any and all confusion about the lore of ARMS. The actual trailer showed Captain Falcon and Kirby eating ramen, and then it cut to an arms match, and a Super Smash Brothers invitation appeared, and everyone started fighting over it. It came down to Ninjala and Twintel fighting over it, but then Min Min sprinted from the ramen shop and ended up the ultimate victor. I was predicting Twintel, because she's a fan favorite, but Min Min is the one who won. According to Sakurai, they picked Min Min. Because that was who ARMS's producer wanted to see in the game. Ninjala and Springman were also in the running, but Springman is already in the game as a trophy, and apparently, if you Google Springman in Japan, a famous manga character comes up, which I guess was enough to prevent them from wanting to put Springman into the game. Expectedly, Min Min has incredible range, and she's good against heavy characters. And she can also use various attachments, just like she can in the base arms game. She can tilt her long-range punches up and down, too, and the A and B buttons correspond to her left and right arms. She may have range, but it makes her easy to dodge, she has big vulnerability windows, and she doesn't do well against attacks from above. She does have close-range kicks, though, so she's not totally useless up close. She also jumps really high, but her recovery, her third jump, is actually her sending her arm up in order to grab onto the ledge, which is unique. Her final smash also calls in a bunch of other ARMS fighters, which is cool. There is also a new ARMS stage, which has some cool stuff. It has jump pads on the edges and in the middle, and the arches above the arena are actually physical objects that you can hit. Min Min will also come with 18 ARMS music tracks, and I, I like ARMS's soundtracks, though. That's cool. And it's all coming June 29th. She's the first of six planned Season 2 fighters. Some other additions on the way, there will be a Ninjala Arms me costume, as well as a Tekken Heihachi costume, Callie and Marie from Splatoon costumes, and surprisingly, a Vault Boy from Fallout costume, which might have been the biggest surprise from the whole stream. The spirit board is also going to start accounting for costumes if you own them. The example used was if you fight against Cuphead on the spirit board. It's usually Mega Man, but if you own the Cuphead Me costume, you will actually fight a Me in the Cuphead costume, which is cool. It will also be made easier to retry spirit board matches, and they quickly showed a few strategies of how to beat some of the harder spirit board matches, which is a little strange. Finally, Sakurai ended the presentation with some amiibo news and showed Joker from Persona 5, which I'm very excited about and fully plan on buying. And he also showed Dragon Quest XI's hero character as an amiibo, which is very cool. Nintendo has cooled overall on amiibo, but I still really like them and I want to see more. Both the Joker and hero amiibos will be available fall 2020, but Sakurai warned that quantities will be limited. He also warned that quantities for future DLC amiibos, like Banjo-Kazooie, fingers crossed, hopefully that one's coming, will also be limited. Overall, it was a good presentation. It's super fun to see inside of Sakurai's home. It's actually one of my favorite things about seeing these kinds of pandemic streams from game developers is getting a peek inside their homes. Min Min isn't the most exciting fighter, but she seems cool. She seems different, which is always fun. I actually don't have a lot of predictions for what the rest of that DLC roster might look like. It would be fun to see a character from a popular indie game, like Stardew Valley or something, or maybe one of the Guardians from Breath of the Wild. But they they have really stuffed that roster incredibly well and have hit all the big fan requests. I think Waluigi is that last potential holdout. He'd be fun. I'm curious to see what the rest of the roster will look like. He learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Nintendo is slowing down its mobile efforts. Nintendo has been experimenting with mobile gaming for years now, but mostly in response to shareholder demands that the company get into the lucrative market. It seems now, though, according to a story from Bloomberg's Takashi Mochizuki, Nintendo is rethinking that approach. Mochizuki wrote in their article, Nintendo company is retreating, from the $77 billion mobile gaming arena after disappointing results deflated once lofty ambitions, ending a multi-year effort just as the market goes through an unprecedented COVID-era boom. President Shantaro Furukawa proclaimed two years ago that smartphone games would be a $1 billion business with growth potential building on his predecessor's promise that Nintendo would release two to three mobile titles each year. That spurred hopes among investors that the gaming powerhouse could carve out a substantial slice of the market. In May, however, the president adopted a markedly different tune, saying, We are not necessarily looking to continue releasing many new applications for the mobile market. This potential new approach calls into question what the future of Nintendo's mobile games, specifically regarding the ones that have not released yet. There were public plans for a Zelda mobile game at one point, but that plan seems less likely than ever now. Mochizuki wrote, Nintendo hasn't announced what apps it will release next, but the chief of its mobile development partner, Dina Company, President Isao Moriyasu, has said not to expect new apps from it until near the end of the current fiscal year. That suggests a long wait until Nintendo's next smartphone game. You can find the link to the full Bloomberg article in the show notes. I was never super excited about Nintendo going into the mobile market. As a developer and publisher, it is so good at building consoles and releasing games that are perfect for the console, and I always felt like they were handicapped by the mobile platform. And then, additionally, they seemed uncharacteristically trend-chasey for those games. The Fire Emblem game, in particular, felt disappointingly familiar to other mobile games. I did like Super Mario Run quite a bit, as well as the Dr. Mario game. I put a lot of time into both of those games and enjoyed it. I also liked Mario Kart Tour mechanically. I thought it played well, even if I didn't like the free-to-play element of it. I actually reviewed Mario Kart Tour for IGN, but it was one of those games that I have not returned to much after finishing the review. I'm honestly happy to see Nintendo redirecting away from mobile games. I wouldn't be opposed to them releasing maybe some of their classic games on mobile where it would work well, as opposed to coming up with completely new games for the platform, but... I don't think Nintendo is interested in that. Games like Super Mario RPG or Paper Mario or Golden Sun, I think, would work well on mobile, but Nintendo barely likes re-releasing its games on the Switch, so I don't think it would ever consider bringing games like that to mobile. Now, less than ever. Here's what released today. This is a weird one, but for all the Kingdom Hearts super fans out there, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road is out today. According to the press release, it's, quote, a new original story and unique gameplay experience within the hit mobile game Kingdom Hearts Union Cross Dark Road. So it's not a new game per se, but it takes the mobile Kingdom Hearts Union Cross and adds a big separate story that sounds like it may have some legitimate relevance to the larger Kingdom Hearts story. Azure Striker Gun Vault 2 is also out today on Steam. It's a 2D Mega Man X-inspired platformer from developer Inti Creates, a developer that really now specializes in Mega Man-inspired games. It released first on 3DS in 2016, but it's nice to see it make its way to Steam. It's a solid game, especially if you're into that 16-bit era platformer. Also, weird little bonus announcement, My Hero 1's Justice 2, the fighting game based on the popular anime My Hero Academia, is getting a photo mode this summer. I love the anime, but I don't love the game, but I am excited to see Bandai Namco lend it this kind of continued support. I would love to see a My Hero Academia action RPG at some point. I hope Bandai Namco is working on that. That's it for gaming news today. People are just absolutely ripping through the last of us part two and i don't blame them it is a difficult game to put down it still kind of blows my mind to see people already hitting credits though i think i clocked in at about 32 hours in the end so that is quite a sprint for the people that started playing it on friday cleaned up my house this weekend after going all in on last of us part two over the week kind of turned my house into a mess because I was ignoring everything, but I found some time to play games this weekend. I played a little more Final Fantasy 13 I am eager to see that game to the end. I don't know if I just forgot how to play after taking such a long break, or if I just happened to hit a difficulty spike, but I found myself dying a lot. I actually kind of enjoyed the challenge, as most of the game has been pretty breezy up to this point. It, it definitely surprised me, though. I also somewhat randomly played a bunch of Golden Sun last night. It's a Game Boy Advance game, but I'm playing it on the Wii U Virtual Console, so I actually just pulled the Wii U into the bedroom, plugged it into an outlet, but I didn't even plug it into a TV, and then I just played the game on the gamepad. I have a lot of nostalgia for that game, but I never beat it when it originally released. I was at the end boss, but then my Game Boy was stolen from my car's glove box while I was at the movies, so it's a game that's Always been sitting in my backlog, uncompleted. I don't know if I will finish it with this playthrough, but I have been really enjoying revisiting it. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at @kylemhilliard or at @gamingridehome, or you can send an email to Kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Metroid Other M right now i made the decision that's what i'm playing i'm about two hours in i like that game i think it has a bad reputation so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to clean up that reputation a little bit and play and beat the game you can also find me on the MinMax show for more long form video game discussion i will talk to you more about video games tomorrow